you know what's the hardest part about doing these podcasts? It's coming up with an intro. Like, <laughs> everything else be easy. But as soon as I, I got to start and do the intro, that's where I struggle at, man. That's 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 on my scouting reports. That's my negative intros. Um, for all that being said, how y'all doing, folks? Welcome to the Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Hilton. You can follow me on Instagram, K-N-D-L-L-H. Twitter, K-N-D-L-L-0. Um, like my page on Facebook. Uh, just type my name in, Kendall Hilton. You'll see the dark skin brother with the bucket hat on. That'll be me. And most importantly, patreon.com slash khilton. Sign up, become a subscriber, become a patron. Uh, join my long-term move and my long-term mission to 100,000 subscribers. Yes, I know it might take 10, might take 15, might take 20. But um, yeah, can't wait till we can get to that point, man. Uh, like like I said last week, like I said the week before that, this is a long-term thing. It's not short-term. Um, who, first 100 people that sign up. You will be a part of the OG club and you will have a, a lifetime subscription forever. So I kind of want you to look at it like it's an investment, like you're investing into something that's going to be great. So really appreciate everyone that, that are um, already a patrons and signed up. Appreciate every one of y'all. You know, they'll be getting free gifts and stuff like that. Right now, we're still just, you know, ironing out the kinks and um, getting getting the system together, making sure everything runs smoothly. Um, this will be we are now in the second month of uh third month actually we're, we're creeping into the third month of uh me having this this uh this um subscription based website so appreciate it you know i had moving to california was was starting over it was starting fresh starting with a clean slate and uh, for a whole year i didn't put out any any of my own content i'll say that you know a little stuff here and there but nothing really major so i, I got to really sit down and think and come up with some dope things and this time around i want to roll them out slowly and not just rush you know not play into the microwave era of content that we live in right now you know i want to put everything in the oven let it simmer let it sit that way when i present it to the world it's it's, it's going to last for a while so let's get right into it man we are back in the weekend with the fan i 15 and uh let's start off with team number 15 penn state 14, we have Washington. 13, we have UCF. Uh, at 12, we have LSU. Number 11, we have Florida. Number 10, we have Texas A&M. Number 9, we have Texas, the Longhorns. And number 8, we have Oregon. And number 7, we have Michigan. Number 6 was Notre Dame. And creeping. Now, I can't even say creeping no more. We are officially in it. The top five. The top five teams from here on out. These are your, your heavy hitters. These are the guys that will probably be somewhere in the college playoff mix. At least three out of these next five teams that we're going to discuss are going to be in the college playoff. So let's get into it. Team number five of the Fan Out 15. And then number five, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, last year, the Buckeyes went 13-1. and The only loss coming against Purdue on the road. Very ugly game. Uh, they lost 49-20. That was the only blip on their schedule. That that game pretty much kept them out of the college football playoffs. Going into the final week of the season, they were ranked sixth. Finished the season ranked third. So, you know, that 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 little blip cost them an an entire uh chance at being in the college football playoffs. Uh Ryan Day, he will be making his 
true I, I won't say head coaching debut, but this will be the first year he gets to coach a full season. Last year he went three and zero. Um, replacing Urban Myers, um, stepping in for Urban Myers, who was suspended for three games. But this is this this year is all on him. You know, Urban's not coming back. He's he's retired. Uh, I don't think Ohio State is going to let allow him to come back with all <laughs> with all the things that went on during his tenure there. But I'm pretty sure he's still somewhere in the in the building. Still still had still has somewhat of a uh, influence on the on the team and the program, but. Yeah, this is Ryan Day. This is his team. So, like I say, he went three and zero last year, but this year he got he got uh, a tough task. I'll say that because not only is he replacing the Hall of Fame player, he's he has to come back losing a Heisman candidate quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. So, so Ryan Day he um he has a challenge, a tough challenge for him um in this upcoming season, but the Buckeyes. Let's let's just get into the roster. I'll say that much. Let's jump into the roster and see where where the holes are and will they be able to fill them and get and get into that top four. The biggest story coming into the 2019 season for the Buckeyes is the arrival of Justin Fields, transfer out of Georgia. Quarterback, 6'3", 225 pounds. If you remember, he was a, he was ranked right after Trevor Lawrence. Uh, both were very very highly talented. Um, touted quarterbacks coming out of high school. Uh, he decided to go to Georgia, sat behind Jake Fromm, didn't pan out, didn't get the time that he thought he deserved. So after Haskins left, he 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 announced that he would be transferring to Columbus. So and and with the new transfer rule, he can jump right in and play. So it's really plug in and play. He's a lot different than Haskins though. He's more of a dual threat. Um, Haskins is a true bona fide. A pocket passer that can move and can be mobile. Justin Fields is is you know he can throw the ball, but he's also known to to get loose and get and, and get busy with his feet. So this will be a change of pace for the offense, and it might be a good one. But while I'm sitting up here saying all this stuff about him being a starter, he hasn't been named a starter yet. <laughs> This episode of the weekend was recorded previous to Justin Fields being named the start of the Ohio State Buckeyes. So continue on listening, but just know Justin Fields has been officially announced as the starter of the 2019 Buckeyes. And he has a young uh, junior, a junior quarterback behind him by the name of Gunnar Hope, 6'4", 212, who played in five games last year at Kentucky. So he's another transfer. And behind him, they have Chris Chugnoff who was a transfer out of West Virginia. So all of their quarterbacks are transfers, <laughs> which is funny to me, but that's for another podcast. So Justin Fields still hasn't been named a starter, but more than likely he'll he'll be named a starter. He's just too athletic to keep off the field. I, I think Day is doing that just to make sure that Fields comes in and really want to work, being as though he was so quick to transfer from Georgia. Not to say he didn't want to work, go work against Fromm, but Fromm earned his – his aren't to be the starter at Georgia, but we'll get into that at another time on another podcast. But for Fields, yeah, I think this is a, a mental play by Ryan Day just to make sure his quarterback stays in the grind mode and, and continues to work hard and, and prove that he is the best quarterback on this roster. Going into the running back position, J.K. Dobbins, he will be returning. 
Last year, he led the team with 1,000 yards, 1,053 yards and 10 touchdowns. But he only averaged 4.6 yards a carry, which in college football is not a good number. 230 attempts. So you you definitely want to see him somewhere above five yards a carry, five and a half yards a carry. Uh, Mike Weber, who uh, Mike we- Mike Mike Weber Mike Weaver, who is no longer with the team, he uh, followed up with 954 yards, five touchdowns. So this year, um, Dobbins will have backups, Master Teague and Demario McCall, who combined have 158 yards, 25 carries. And one touchdown. So, <laughs> um, of course, they will get more playing time and they will see the field more to give them more chances and opportunities to bring those numbers up. So, with Darwin still in the backfield, they will have some familiarity back there with the <laughs> uh, quarterback group of transfers. But going to the receivers, KJ Hill, he will make his return from last year. He's a, he's a Blitnikoff um, semifinalist. Uh, he was a second team. All Big Ten last year, he was second on the team with 885 yards, six touchdowns. He also had uh, 14 punt returns for 76 yards. Um, so, you know, he's one of the guys that that can just make plays over the all over the field. Six feet, 198 pounds, great size for that type of receiver. Um, Austin Mack will also be making his return. He had eight starts a year ago, but ended up getting injured. So. But he has experience, played in 12 games as a freshman, uh, had 12 starts in 2017. Like I said, he had eight starts last year, even after he, before he got injured. Also, Benjamin Victor, senior, 6'4", 205. He will be making more. He will be seeing the field more this year. Only one start last year, but accumulated 354 yards and four touchdowns. So the receiving core is not... Uh, it's not great, but it's not bad, you know. Actually, I, and I think they will be pretty solid. I I I have a feeling KJ Hill will turn into a a top a top receiver eventually, become a top three pick. Not a top three pick, but somewhere in the first three rounds, I think he will be that kind of pick in the NFL draft. So, oh, and also at the tight end position, they have Luke Farrell, who uh, last year had ten starts with two hundred five yards, and then behind him they have Rashad Barry who had four starts last year, played in 14 games in 2017. So they got some experience uh, on the tight end, at the tight end position, and they have a, a stellar wide receiver. So whoever the quarterback's going to be, whether it's Fields, whether it's Hoke, whether it's Chugnov, one of the transfers, they're going to have a nice group of skilled players around them. But the offensive line could be a little suspect. Um, just because they lost a lot of experience from last year. They only have 38 starts, career starts on that offensive line. Though they do have four players coming back with starting experience, it's just not many of them have extended starting experience. They lose first-team All-American center Michael Jordan, uh, first-team Big Ten right tackle Isaiah Price, and third-team All-Big Ten Demetrius Knox, along with left guard Michael Prigdon, Prigian, and uh, so a lot of starts, man, that I mean, a lot of experience they lost on that offensive line. But they do have Jonah Jackson coming back as a grant, uh, not coming back, but joining the team as a grad transfer out of Rutgers. But uh, 
He has the most experience. Their most experienced position on that on that offensive line will probably be the tackles. Thayer Mumford played in 13 uh, games last year, had 13 starts. And also Brandon Bowen, who's a right tackle, he has six starts in 2017. Did not play last year because he was injured, and he played in 13 games as uh, in, in 2016. So they, they, they have uh, some experience on that ta- at that tackle spot. The rest of the line, um, yeah, it's just going to be finding out uh, when they can get that cohesiveness together and, and can they keep keep one of their transfer quarterbacks on their feet for the most part and open up some holes for the for that for those running backs. So yeah, the offense, um, the skill positions, I think are going to be fine. Ohio State always got got great receivers that come out of nowhere. One of the transfers, whoever it is, I I don't I don't see. Uh, it's going to be a drop ball from Haskins, definitely, because you know he was a Heisman candidate. I don't think none of these guys. Fields has Heisman candidate talent, but will he be a Heisman candidate next year? Not sure. Just because he's on a new team, he's getting his first opportunity to start as a as a uh, in, in big time college football. So, not sure um, if he's ready to be a Heisman. Not even going to say Kenny Bay. Is I'm not sure if he's mentally there to be a Heisman being on this new squad, but he can do it. If anyone can do it, it'll be him. If I'm picking the starter, it's going to be Fields. I, I No disrespect to Hulk and Chuck Noff, but, you know, this guy was ranked number two behind the 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 the, the best quarterback in college football right now who is a sophomore at Clemson. You know, Fields was right there behind him. They were arguing who's better between the two. So to for him to finally get the opportunity to be that guy, and not have to sit down and wait for his chance. Unlike Trevor Lawrence, who came right in the gate and was the starter, and took a senior, took a senior's uh, job. So, um, the transfer, whoever it is, started quarterback, they should do fine. Offensive line is a little skeptical, but I'm pretty sure they'll get it figured out. Uh, just a lot of transfers. I noticed that about this offense. A lot of transfers. <laughs> Going over to the defense, this is where things get a little suspect. Uh, the defensive line lost two uh, NFL caliber players. Nick Bosa, who was a second overall pick, 2019 NFL draft. And they also lost Draymond Jones, who went third, who was the third round pick to the Denver Broncos. Actually, was uh, the, the earlier today, I was actually watching Jones play in the Hall of Fame game with the Broncos and he had a great game man he was uh getting up putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback he was showing a lot of great techniques just beating his man so he he got a lot of a lot of camera time today and he he looks like he's going to have a stellar rookie season if he plays like that for the entire year but even with the departure of those two players they have a nice group of guys coming back most notably Chase Young Defensive end out of out of Maryland went to Dematha. Got to watch that kid a few times when I was living back back home in Baltimore. Uh, he played. He had eleven starts last year. Led the team with ten and a half sacks. Uh, a lot of people are looking at him 
as one of the best, if not the best, defensive end in the country. He's surely the best defensive end in the Big Ten. So a lot of a lot uh, uh, expectations for this young man, Chase Young. It's going to be exciting watching him. He's fast, strong, powerful, quick, relentless pursuit. Everything you want in defense, and he could actually be top pick in next year's draft. So we'll see. But he leads a group that has experience. Robert Landers, defensive tackle, had 11 starts last year. The other defensive end, Jonathan Cooper, had 13 starts last year. And they also have Davon Hamilton, senior, who uh, played in uh, played in the middle defensive tackle. He played in 13 games in 2016, 12 games in 2017. And had three starts last year. So this defensive defensive line has experience. And they also have a, a great group of young, very highly touted players follow, following behind this defensive line. So defensive line won't be an issue, especially with Chase Young. I think he's going to have a great season this year. Going to the linebacker position. They return all three of their starting linebackers. Uh, Malik Harrison, who played in. Uh, he had um, played in. He had 13 starts last year. He was tied for most tackles on the team with 81, two and a half sacks, six tackles for loss, four passes broken up, and interception. Then in the middle, Tough Borland, who finished with uh, 67 tackles, three sacks, six tackles for loss, and on the other side of him would be Pete Werner, who had 13 starts last year. 58 tackles, three sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, and seven passes broken up. So this group of guys, two sen- one senior, two juniors, they have the experience. They've been out there getting it done already. But behind them, they also have a couple very highly touted guys. So, so similar to the defensive, defensive line experience, this is part of the nine non-starters they have coming back and going into the secondary possibly one of the better secondaries they've had in a long time definitely going to be better than what they had last year that damian arnett senior he will be starting that corner once again 13 starts last year one interception brendan white at safety uh had five starts last year one interception and uh justin fuller who led the team, who was tied for first with tackles on the team. He had 13 starts and was second team Big Ten last year. Uh, him and Chase Young are the only two players to get all uh, conference honors. So, But the experience is all over the field for this team, especially for this defense. I like this defense a lot when you really break it down. They did lose uh, talented guys, but they got the experience. I think they're actually going to be the, the 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 team that carries. I mean, the unit that carries Ohio State this year, especially after last year where they gave up uh, 400 yards for the first time in 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 in, in six years, allowing for, uh, 400 total total yards a game and 158 rushing yards, which is also a high for the last six years. Four point yard, five part. So this this defensive numbers just look bad all around. I think the defense will be fine. I think they'll be the ones that carry this team. And it's going to be interesting to see. I'm very excited to see what Chase Young do. You know, it's, it's going to be fun to see him make his run to be a, a, a top pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. So now let's get into my favorite part, uh, the Buckeye schedule. 
Phil Steele has them ranked 17th as far as toughest schedules. They'll start their season August 31st against Florida Atlantic. It'll be the first time they face Florida Atlantic, opening up in the home horseshoe. Uh, Florida Atlantic, good luck, man. These these are the type of games where Ohio State drops 60 and 70 points, especially early in the season, going against teams like this. That game will be followed by another home game against Cincinnati. OSU is 14-2 and all-time, including 11 straight wins against the Bear, Bearcats, having lost to the Bearcats since 1897. <laughs> Shout out to Phil Still, man, for real, for getting that stat. Uh, but, yeah, so this should be another win for the Buckeyes, another one of those 60-point type game uh, performances where they just beat down uh, lower opponents. Um, after that, they will travel to Indiana, which I am marking as a trap game. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, this will be a trap game um, for the Buckeyes at Indiana. It just doesn't feel good. I just look at it. As soon as I seen it, I was like, ah, that's ugly. It's like a sore thumb. It's just sticking out at me. Conference game, first conference game of the season on the road. Uh, Pretty sure Ohio State's going to come in there full of themselves after two big wins against Florida Florida Atlantic and Cincinnati. They're going to walk into uh, Indiana and and get, get, get exposed possibly. So we'll see. But, yes, that is my trap game for the Buckeyes. Let's see if we'll see another one. September 21st, they take on Miami, Ohio. They are 5-0 all time. Hosted every game. Last meeting was in 2012. So, uh, Ohio State hasn't lost to an in-state rival since 1921. So, once again, they're going to just dominate this team. It's going to be one of those 60-point type games. That game will be followed by a trip to nebraska now i could put this as a trap game i definitely could put this as a trap game and something it's something holding me back from writing it down but my heart may change by time that 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 week come that weekend comes i may make that a trap game i'm just gonna wait and see what the corn huskers look like and i'm gonna wait and see if that game is is under the lights you know so I'm going to wait to mark that as a trap game. I'm going to wait to really say whether or not the Buckeyes will lose or win. All I know is that game has potential to be very exciting and a good one. October 5th, they will host Michigan State. Um, they've won 12 of the last 14 regular season, meet, regular season meetings, but both losses have come inside the horseshoe. So. A little bit of luck is on is on the Spartan side. October 12th, they will get their first buy of the year. October 18th, guess what? Another trap game at Northwestern Friday night. Something about Northwestern always gives uh, uh the Buckeyes some trouble. They played them at home in 2016, only defeated them 24-20. That was an unranked Northwestern team. And last year, they, they took on Northwestern in a Big, Big Ten title game. And uh, uh, defeated them 45-24. So, of, on paper, yes, the Buckeyes should win. But on that thick Northwestern grass, man, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if it slow down slow down this offense that p- potentially has can be one of the uh, highest scoring offenses offenses in the country. So, yes, October 18th against Northwestern at Northwestern 
will be a trap game. October 26th, they will host Wisconsin. They've won nine of the last 10 meetings. Um, last meeting coming in 2017, the Big Ten Championship. Buckeyes won that game 27-21. Um, and if you go back before that, it was in 2014 when Ohio State knocked them off 59-0. So they've, they've had their success, success against the Badgers. Expect another win here. They will get another bye week, November 2nd. And after that, November 9th, they will host Maryland. Uh, last year, they played in a great game against the Terps, defeating them 52-51. The Terps went for two in overtime, failed it, and that gave the Buckeyes the W. Kind of kept kept their chances alive a little bit. Um, you know, they were fresh off of that loss to Purdue, and they were trying to scratch and claw their way back towards the top four. Of course, it didn't happen that way for them. After Maryland, they will take on Rutgers. They will travel to Rutgers, travel to Jersey. That should be an easy W. And November 23rd, things get real. Um, they host Penn State. Uh, they have good success against Penn State. Last year, they beat Penn State with a game-winning touchdown. With two minutes left in the game, uh, Haskins had a solid performance that game. I remember that game. So yeah, Penn State, they are six they want a six and one run right now against the Nittany Lions. Uh at that point of the season that the, the Nittany Lions will be they will know who they we will know who they are for one and that youth movement that they have going on uh, uh out there in Happy Valley. They'll have that experience. So this could be a tough game for both sides. I think it's gonna be a tough game for both sides. Whoever walks out of that game will earn that victory. And then after that. You know what time it is. Michigan, the big game. Um, and they will travel to the big house. Uh, this was probably the first time in a while Ohio State comes into the game. We'll go into this game as of now, as of in the preseason-wise, as of now, they will go into this game as the underdogs. So that's going to be interesting. I can give you a bunch of analysis on on and and what I think happened and read the notes that Phil still has in his in his great great uh encyclopedia but all that matters is Jim Harbaugh has not beat Ohio State since he's been at Michigan so that's the only stat that really matters and whether or not Ryan Day can keep Urban Meyer's hot streak going We'll have to wait until November 30th. So the Buckeyes got a fairly decent schedule. Uh, they have two trap games uh, at Northwestern, at Indiana. I think both of those games are going to be tough. One of those games are going to end up in losses, but I could be wrong. You never know. So uh, I don't see no more than three losses on this schedule for the Buckeyes. Potentially four, but definitely, no, definitely three. I will hang my hat on three at the most. But, yeah, the Buckeyes, they come back with a lot of experience on the defensive side of the ball. The running game will be better than what it was last year. Lowest number, no, lowest run, rushing numbers they had in a, in a long time last year. And I, I think that plays a part also in, in, in Haskins and his skill set and just wanting to keep the ball in his hands and let him sling the rock. So I think the defense will be better. I think the running game will be better. And I, 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 I am picking – Justin Fields to be the starter. He has to be the starter. He left Georgia to so he can be a starter. So I'm picking him to be the starter for this 
for this Buckeye squad. And uh yeah, I I I I think the last two 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 weeks of the season, if they can get to those uh if they can get to that Penn State game undefeated, that's gonna tell us a lot about this Buckeye squad. So with all that being said, I appreciate y'all once again for tuning in with me and listening to me ramble on, um, mess names up, mess pronounce mispronounced words, you know, the Baltimore accent kick in every now and then. But I appreciate y'all for listening, man. This is fun. This is I'm enjoying the hell out of this. We are, are almost through our. We are officially ten episodes in now. You know, we started with fifteen. We're at number five. We had ten episodes already in, in for the weekend podcast, and the season hasn't even started yet. Um, and disclaimer: so today, when I recorded this, the coaches' polls came out. And I'm just saying, so far, the coaches' poll is very similar to what the fan out 15 is. I just want to let y'all know, I put these rankings together before that, before the before these coaches, before the coaches' poll come out, before any rankings come out, um, just to just to show my little expertise, you know, that's like my little bragging rights right there. You know, I like to compare my rankings to the to the coaches poll, to the AP rankings, to the college football rankings. Not to say my rankings matter. My rankings are, are purely for sport, purely for entertainment. Um, does not hold any major weight or value. Just me um, showing my expertise. Like I said, just me, you know, just trying to drag a little bit, you know, so just try to stun a little bit. So, yeah, just had to get that out the way. But appreciate y'all for listening. Follow me on Instagram, K-N-D-L-L-H. Follow me on Twitter, K-N-D-L-L-0. Like my page on Facebook, the Dadoskin brother with the bucket hat on and the profile pic. That's me. Also, patreon.com slash khilton. Become a subscriber. $3 a month. Lifetime subscription. You can't beat that. It's the best thing out right now. Please join my Patreon. I appreciate all the support I get from any and everyone that listens and takes in and consumes my content. Um, y'all know how I like to end this And one, I'ma say it again And I'ma say it forever Live life like the weekend <laughs>